So we've been talking about the different Mishnayot, but our theme again is, it's always the same theme. It's Torah, Avodah, and Milut Chasadim, from generation to generation. First we did Torah, Avodah, and Milut Chasadim in a different wording. We called it, be slow to make a judgment with poor, have a lot of students, and uh, make a fence, which is Yirat Shamayim. Then we set it out as Torah, Avodah, and Milut Chasadim. And then we went to try to explain each one. And yesterday, Rabbi number one said that we're talking about how to serve Hashem properly. Hazrat Hashem will come back to it a little bit today, if we have some time. And Rabbi, the next rabbi is going to talk about how to, um, how to uh, connect to Torah in a, in a different way. What does that mean? The main point over here is that everybody has the ability to have all these three things. You say, one minute, you know what? I didn't really go to yeshiva. I don't have the background. How am I going to have Torah? How am I going to have Torah? So this is important. This give me an important technique. Yosei ben Yoezer Isredav, Yosei ben Yochan Yishalayim Kibbulahem. I'm going to put that on the side. You have these two rabbis. They both received from them. We'll see what that means. And now we're going to say what the first rabbi says. So this is going to be going on for the next 10 Mishnayot, so we're going to have to explain it. We have two rabbis. This is Yosef and Yoezer Isreda. That's one rabbi. And then you have another rabbi called, both Yosef's, another rabbi called Yosef and Yochanan Ishu Shalayim, two different rabbis. Each of them had a tradition from the previous rabbis. And one of the two made a statement in this Mishnah called Yosef and Yoezer Isreda. We have to explain exactly what this back and forth is. I'm going to show it to you in the regular Mishnayot, where the next Mishnah is going to say now, Yosef ben Yochan Omer. So I got my two Yosis, they make a statement. Then, sixth Mishnah, Yoshua ben Prachya, these two rabbis got from those two rabbis, and then rabbi number one said. So what's this thing? Two rabbis get from the previous two rabbis, they split up, then the next two rabbis, what, who are these two rabbis? What's this match? What's going on exactly? So the first thing that we have over here from the Baratunur is, all these, they're called the Zugim. That's their name, the pairs. They, this pair got from that pair. These pair work together. Harishon Mehem was the Nasi. He was the prince. He was the leader. That was more, we could say, a political position. And the second was an Avbedin. That means they were partners. And the two leaders was, one of them was... Um, was more involved in the uh, in the in the um, Abedin. He's more the, the the delving of the Torah. And the other one's the Nasi. So they worked together as a team. Each one took care of a different area. And this went on for generations. And the first one who always gets to talk is the Nasi. They give respect to the Nasi. They have the pair. You have Rabbi Azir and Rabbi Sutton. Rabbi Azir always speaks first. Why? He's more kashuv. He gets to speak first. Those are the pairs. So now, what's going on? We're going to have a few questions. Why suddenly, why in the previous Mishnah, why when it came to Shimon HaTzadik, there was only one Shimon HaTzadik. He didn't have a pair. Antignus Isoho, he doesn't have a pair. Why do we suddenly have pairs now? Why, why are pairs going on? What's wrong with, the, with one rabbi? Originally, Moshe got it from Yeshua. Yeshua to Zekenim. Everything's fine. Why do we suddenly have the pairs show up? And they specifically show up in Mishnah number three. These are third-generation pairs. What's going on? Why, 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 why pairs now? 
It's going to go through, as we said, it's going to go through the entire paddock and keep on going. Pairs. Yeshua and Prakli Tarbeli, Kibimahem, another two rabbis. Yudim Padai Shilin Shekalu, another two rabbis. Shemai Vatali, another two rabbis. Hillel Vishamai, another two rabbis. And on and on. That's the whole first pedic is two rabbis, two rabbis, two rabbis. And, and, and this whole concept of two rabbis only starts after, uh, after uh, Antignus Isocho. Okay, if anyone knows, you can raise your hand. If you don't know this, you just, you just happen to not know. Well, what exactly happened though? Why we suddenly start listing two rabbis? I don't think we ever discussed this in the Shuli. The Marsh, you have any, any clue? Why in Prakab? Sorry, I'm at the beginning of the question. I just, I just signed on. Yeah, the question is, at the beginning, we have a tradition. Moshe, it's Yeshua, da, 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 da. Then we start off with Shimon HaTzadik with Shereyan Seknoda. He gives it to Rabbi called Antigonus Yisocho. Then he gives it to two. And then for after, it's two, 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 two. And these two, uh-huh. two, two, twos are all the Avbe Din and Nasi. What happened? What's the change over here? What's the change? Okay. So the we're going to go to the... Uh, Tosafot brings down from a Yushalmi. Okay, so I wouldn't make it up myself. Tosafot is going to quote a Yushalmi. Let me just share it in over here. Pirsha Tosafot b'shem Yushalmi. Yushalmi is a uh, valid source. It's a Gemara. Shibimehem ha'ita machloket rishona b'Yisrael. The reason why there were no twos before that because there were no two opinions. There was no two teams. No Shammai Hillel. Uh, we know, we that learn know this, throughout our religion, there's always two teams. Uh, you got uh, Rabbi and Rav Nachman, they're always on the other side. Hillel and Shammai. Uh, even in our, uh, in our generation, in the Sephardic world, we have Chama and Chamadya. They always look things differently. That, that's, a, that's a creation. That's not just something that has to be. Therefore, before that, there were no pairs. Shimon Sadiq was the unprecedented, and no one argued. There was no one else. That, that, that whoever who's close to him also agreed with him. But now it started to break up, and, and there were arguments. The arguments were not on the traditions. The arguments were on things that are, depend on svara. Like the first argument they had was, this is a Gemara Masechet Chagiga, I think. What was the first argument they had, and it went on for about seven or eight generations, was the same argument. Every time was the same argument. Anyone knows what that argument is? Anybody? What the argument was? No? David Chabot, you have the argument? No, but I can tell you of one thing that why they learned together as a team. Yeah. Okay? Okay, it says, uh, oh, I'm reading it over here. It says, really, the literary, there's a word called eshkol. Okay? Right. It's eshkol, uh, the man that has ish, everything. Eshkol, clothes are the cluster of grapes where all the rabbis used to come together Okay, and learn together, and and uh, it was a strong. It was it was it meant to be like the grapes would hear the words. The lead is stronger than than when they were together, good. than if they were still single. Good, good. So let's just take. A, so let's get back to our story. It is trivial. It's not. There is a reason why, but they argued about whether you could lean on an animal on Yom Tov when you brought a korban on Yom Tov. Do you do simicha or not? That was an ongoing argument for generations. It was a svarat thing. Not for now, what? Anyway, so that's what happened. What happened was we lost our uh, individual opinion. They became a constant machloket shows up. Machloket shows up for the first time. And all these machlokets, he says, are in svarah. Tradition hasn't stopped. Whatever came with tradition, 
There was things that you could do. You doresh, you doresh, things, that's what came up. So the question is, why now? Why did the concept of Machloket introduce now? Why now? Why, why didn't it happen? I mean, uh, it could happen before. What, what happened? So if you remember, if you remember uh, yesterday, something happened, something happened uh, in Mishnah, in Mishnah Gimel, something happened in that area. Antignos ish socho, something happened. The something that happened was the Sidukim and Baitosim were introduced. The Sidukim and Baitosim were introduced. And because they came along, they instilled the concept of Machloket. Because they, they were not on the program. They're not using Torah Shabal Peh. And even though the regular rabbis are not on their team, but just the fact that we have these Sidukim around, that is going to bring into the world dissension. And I quote you, Vashon HaRambam, when he describes these people, this, this uh, vision could not gather the people together. They can't bring people together. They, they separate people that are inherently together. Surely they can't bring people together. So that Suduki and Baitosi team impacted the, the people and Machloket crept in. Okay. Now, we have a big question over here. Questions like this, and I didn't really appreciate this till this time. So we have, let's just refresh our memory over here. We have Shimona Sadiq. He said a certain thing. And he got it. He was from the leftovers of the he used to say, so he was part of that thing. Next rabbi, Antignus, got from the rabbi before him. Now it says, Yossi ben Yuezer, that was yesterday's, that, that was, uh, that was uh, today's new rabbi, and Yosei ben Yochanan, Ish Yushlam, Kiblu Mehem, they received from them. Who's them? The rabbi before him, there's only one rabbi called Antignos Ish Soho. So who's the them? That this first two, the first pair, it received from them. The second pair, I understand, received from them. The them is the first pair. The first pair has two rabbis. But the first pair, which two rabbis did they receive from? There's, there's no two rabbis. It should have said received from him. Who's received from them? It's a little historical pop, a little historical issue. Everyone want to hear the question? Stash, you got the question? No. Okay. Uh, Morris, you got the question? Morris? I didn't get it completely. Okay, fine. The question is like this. If you say that Rabbi Ozer and myself have a tradition, we got it from Kham Ben Sion and Kham Vadya. So we too got it from those two. And Kham Ben Sion and Kham Vadya got it from Kham Azratiyah and Kham Yehuda Sadka. So two get from two get from two. So use the words Kiblu Mehem. They received from them. But let's say at the top of the list was uh, first the Beit Yosef told. Uh, told the Mabit, one person, the Beit Yosef, told the Mabit, good. And then the Mabit had two students. And then from then on, it was two, 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 two. The first group of twos, how could you say Kiblu Mehem if it's really, should have been Kiblu Mimenu? He got it from his rabbi. These two, first two, got it from Antugnis Isocho. So how would they say he received it from them? That's why I never noticed the question until this time. I noticed from this time, what, what's the Mishnah? It's grammatically incorrect. It shouldn't say, Yossi ben Yuez, you say that was a kiblu mehem. 
There's only one rabbi above that. Just you can from them. You're right. In Mishnah Vav, when it says Yeshua ben Prachya v'nitar be'lek kibul mehem, the mehem is the previous two. But over here, there's no previous two. There's only a one. That was the question, and I found <coughs> I found an answer. Marsh, you got it. So just to get another. There was, there was two rabbi. What two? There were two. Who was the two? There was Antignos. And it was Shimon Shimon Sadiq. But Shimon Sadiq was before Antignos. Did these two so they got it from that, so they, they took the they, they, they took the knowledge from both of them and they got they put it together. Okay. There was only two before good. them. Very good. So David Shad wants to say, good, correct, that the two that they received it from was Antignos, even though Antignos Isoho was a student of Shimon Sadiq. But these fellows, these these rabbis had contact with Shimon Sadiq also. So in essence, they really received from both, and that's why it's considered from them. I, I never would have said that. I only noticed at this time preparing the class. Very good, Dave. Thank you. Now, the Midrash Shmuel says that. I'll read the words over here. These two rabbis learned from Shimon HaSadik. They didn't learn enough, and they went to learn by Antugnos, who was the Memalemakom. So Antignos was the chief student of, of uh, Shimon HaSadik. So first they learned from Shimon HaSadik a little bit, and then they continued on. Now, another answer. The Sefer Midrash Shemuel tells us, which we mentioned yesterday, which is a very important point in understanding the structure of our Mishnayot. I said it yesterday, and I'll say it today. It goes like this for those that weren't here. <clears throat> The later, all the Mishnayot are tracking themselves in the previous ones. The first three, and then Shimon HaSadik says another three. Antignos is, is, is basing himself, he makes a statement going back on two and one and two, because he's choosing one of the three. That means Antignos spoke about Avodah. Yossi and, and Yossi, they're going to be talking about Torah. Where did they get that from? They got that from Antignos and from Shimon HaSadik, because who was the one that said Torah Avodah Milut Chasadim? It was Shimon HaSadik. So again, I would like to, I don't know how well to, how I could give this over, but each one of these Mishnayot over here are really going back further, because today's Mishnah, that's what we're going to get to now, today's Mishnah is really going back on the original principles. I tell you, you need to have Torah. Okay, very nice, you need to have Torah. But I'm not a Torah, Torah learner, what should I do? I'm going to give you an advice. And this is, this is where our Mishnah starts. You're not a rabbi. You know what you should do? Make your house open that rabbis come to your house. We're going to see different explanations in that. So he's giving you a trick now. You want to have a connection to Torah, but you're not a learned man. You didn't go to yeshiva. How can I, there's three pillars. We said again, you must have these three pillars in your life, daily dose. You have to learn every day. You have to do charity every day, and you have to pray every day. What should I do? I don't, I don't have such an ability to learn every day. You open your house. The rabbis say we're having a meeting. Meet in your house. By doing that, by having the rabbis into your house as a meeting, that's the way you have a connection to Torah. That's what it means. Your house should be bet va'ad l'chachamim. It should be the house where chachamim meet. They're having a meeting. They're having a parlor meeting. They're having a discussion. Whatever it is, make your house the place that rabbis hang out in. And that way, it's going to impact you. 
because by having rabbis in your house, you start, you hear what they have to say, you listen to what they have to say. And the Sefer Tashbet says a similar thing. Again, he says, we're talking about the Torah, and he says, your house should be ready for it. And what does he mean be ready for it? That means, this is a little, little trick over here. If I tell you, um, if I tell you, Mr. Braha, we want to have Rabbi so-and-so in your house wants to come over for, for a meal. So rabbi, rabbi from Israel, uh, let's say uh, for argument's sake, uh, rabbi, uh, rabbi, Mr. Braha, you know Rabbi Wiesman? Rabbi Wiesman? Wiesman, of course. Good. So imagine I go to you on Friday and I say, Mr. Braha, Rabbi Wiesman needs a place to stay. Would you mind staying, would you mind having him over Friday night? Yeah? Love to. Good, wonderful. Take him in. Now, the first thing you're going to do, what happens the first thing that's happening when you take him in? Clean the house. Make sure everything is prepared. Beautiful. What else? With the table. What else? I don't know. Call you and figure out what to do. What else? You got you got There's something else. When the rabbi's coming to you, ask you to check on some things. Morris Sutton, what are you, what are you checking on? You're, you're taking out some sperm. Putting around. You're putting some sperm around. It doesn't look like that yet. There's something else that we got to worry about. Make sure all the food is kosher. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. We got to make sure he's only eats kashrut, someone, T-E-A, punch the Yeah, where, where is he? You're going to buy all your meat from a different, maybe change the butcher for that time. You're going to, your wife's going to say, uh, call up some lady and say, you know, what kind of lettuce do I have to use? You suddenly thought your whole house going to change because the rabbi is coming to your house. So in order to have the rabbi in your house, you make, have to make your house fit to be a house of the rabbi. So you just got another little, uh, a little advantage over there. You got an advantage over there. So have, make your house a house of Tamadei Chachamim, it's going to automatically lift your house up. Now, a, another thing they say, someone's sending me a message here, chat. Question, okay, let's go, here we go. We got a question over here. I'm going to mute all because of some bad Moses. Yeah, I got it, I got it. I just want to mute all for a second. Where is Moses? Here we go, yes, Moses. What do we got for Yes, him? Rabbi, isn't, I would think a person like that is going to get a severe punishment. Why? Well, because you're telling me he's more fearful of a rabbi than he is of God. He's going to make his house kosher because he has a rabbi eating no, there? No, no, no. It's kosher. There's le- right, Moses, you have to understand a very important le- lesson I learned in this community when I came here. There are levels. There are levels. Oh, I, didn't see, I didn't see that in the Torah. Can you tell me which parasha that's in? where God says, for you, you do these mitzvot, and for you, you do these, and do them at your level? Uh, Moses, there are levels. What does it mean there are levels? That means uh, Shabbat is over. Show me the source. Shabbat is over. Shabbat is over. When do I get into my car? Do I wait 25 minutes, 45 minutes, 15 minutes, 72 minutes, 90 minutes? There's things that are different levels. Okay, but there's we're not no level about either. Shabbat. We're talking about kashrus. Same thing with kashrut. I don't think that, uh, I would probably venture to say that you could just go into anyone's house and eat by the letter of the law. You could probably, you could, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, you're pretty safe. You know, you're pretty safe. There's, 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 things, there's things around it. You could, you know, whatever. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that the person's willing to raise his level for a rabbi, but he's not willing to raise his level for God. That means he's right now not ready for that. He's not ready 
to uh, not be able to eat a certain type of lamb. So how does he? So how does that person answer God when God says, "I don't understand. I told you to do it. You didn't do it. But when the rabbi came, then you did it." Moses, it's Aslan. Maybe the answer is that's why the rabbi is going to him so he can change his level. Well, that's a good answer. I like it. No, but he's asked, he wants to know beforehand. What happened beforehand? What, why was it beforehand? Let's say I'll give you an example. It wasn't ready. Uh, Moses, Moses, Hashem, when this thing is over, I'm going to come to your house. I came to your house for a bris once. Yeah? Yes. Okay, fine. Now, it happens to be the caterer. I think I checked at the time. I don't remember, but I, probably, I always check and come in. But let's say for argument's sake, it was not Chalav Yisrael. They had some cheese there that wasn't Chalav Yisrael. Okay. Right. Are you allowed to have not Chalav Yisrael cheese in your house? Absolutely. Or Moshe Feinstein says it's okay. There's leniencies, USDA, they're afraid. Right. Right, wonderful. But I, don't need, but I don't need not, not Chalav Yisrael. Now, you're inviting me over to your house for uh, after this whole corona thing. You really have a lot of hakaratato. So me, you, and your mother, you want to turn on your thing for a second? Want to turn on your thing? Uh, no? Yeah. Your, 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 you, see, you see this note over here? Could you read it? No. No. Um, all right, of course, I put it by you. I'm silly. I got to put it over here. Right <laughs> over here. Different, Dif different, uh, whoops, different, same, different, same, ugh. different room, same, same refreshments and joy. So, your mom, every week, she brings me a bottle of uh, water and right. a, a, a coin bar in the Torah Center. But today it's, it was Zoom, so she dropped it off at my door. Different room, same refreshment and joy. Special lady. So imagine it rubs off on you, Moses. And if the end of this whole thing, you say, you know what? I went to all these classes. I want to invite Rabbi Sutton to my house. Beautiful. Invite Rabbi Sutton to your house for, uh, for some coffee with your mom. Me, you, and your mom are going to have a cup of coffee together. Your mother yeah. says, Moses, make sure you have that blue milk in the refrigerator, that halabi Israel milk, because Rabbi Sutton's going to need, needs milk in his coffee. Oh, you're right, mom. So you go to kosher corner, you get a bottle of blue milk to make sure to use it fast because it's going to spoil. Yeah? So now, what happened, Moses? You're more scared of me than you're scared of God? No. It means that there's levels of kashrut. You chose not to be careful with Chalav Yisrael, but as respect, out of respect for someone that's coming to your house, you're going to lift up your level. That happens. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So people do that. So therefore, he's saying, by having a rabbi in your house, inviting oh, in, it's going to cause you, you're going to start to know things you didn't know. I'll give you an example. There's a fellow in our community. Um, he's a regular guy. I'll call him he's a regular guy. And I know him. And you'd be surprised. He knows a lot of different things about kashrut because I sometimes go to his house. And one time he offered me a, a scotch. Okay, I'm not inhibited. He offered me a scotch. Yeah, rabbi, this bottle, it's a $400 bottle. Very nice. I pick up the bottle. And I read the side of the bottle. I read the side of the bottle. And I see there it says something called sherry casks. <laughs> sherry casks means that the, that the scotch was put in casks that had French wine in it. And there are opinions. Some say it's okay. Sometimes it's not. If I find it has a leniency on that also. Some say you can't drink that wine because the, the, uh, the so you can't bring that scotch because the wine in the barrels now goes into the scotch. Most Macallan is sherry casks. So... This guy now knows about sherry casks. If you start interacting with Tamidei Chachamim, you're going to get to start knowing things. You've got picking up things just by having interactions with them. So therefore, he's giving you advice. The guy never went to a kashrut class, but he knows now about sherry casks. 
So by interacting and having Talmudei Chachamim around you, you're automatically going to pick up things, even though you didn't go to class. This is, this is the advice over here. We want to give a guy Torah. I can't, I can't, you can give Torah through books, but not everyone's going to learn Torah through the books. So we're giving you, this is another technique. The rabbis are giving techniques. On the, you, want, you want to get Torah? Have the rabbi in your house. You'll learn something. Good. Stash. All right, good. Stash? Perfect. Yeah, nothing to add? No, it's like that, that, well, that was uh, when I was mute. Okay. Where's, uh, where's, uh, where's, uh, where's uh, the system? Everybody is they keep moving over here. What happened to, to our friend uh, Adam Azrak? Okay, he's not here. He left. Okay, so let's get back to our story here. Back to our story. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, another explanation, which is not the simple explanation, is your house should be a house. means your what should your house be? Your house should be the house where rabbis gather. Not rabbis should gather in the house. Your house should be the place where rabbis gather, which means the Beit Midrash should be your house. We should find you. So where's the guy low? He's learning the Beit Midrash. He should be in the Beit Midrash so often that, that we call the Beit Midrash his house. Okay? That's not the simple meaning. Now. The Mishnah told us three things. It says, it said, number one, it said, have the rabbis in the house. But now there's a danger over here. You have the rabbis in your house, it could be dangerous because after a while, you become palsy-wowsy with the rabbi and, uh, you know, he's in the house all the time. You, you, you see that sometimes the rabbi comes to every summer, he's there, he's this, he's that. You know, before you know it, the rabbi might be, uh, he becomes your friend. He goes, you know, let's go swimming together. You don't, you don't have, not have the same respect that you used to have. So therefore he's saying that when even though your house became the meeting place of the rabbis, don't now go and lose your respect and think, uh, yeah, if he's in my house, I'm the same as he is. No. We have a mit'abek ba'afar raglehem. We have two explanations of that. One is mit'abek ba'afar raglehem means that avak means the um, avak is the is the, uh, the, the 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 dust. So they used to sometimes sit on the dust. So you should make sure that you get yourself avak is dusty. You're dusty from the dirt of their feet, which means you're humbling yourself in front of them. You're in your house. They're sitting on the chair. You're sitting on the ground. Don't think just because he's in your house all the time that suddenly uh, he became your 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 best friend. You still have to. You have to still show respect for him. You can't. You can't uh, suddenly become an equal. So that's That's our next piece of information about you having the rabbi in your house. But now there's some details about the rabbi being in your house. Not just in your house, uh, like like you like you're having your cousin over. Rabbi Yonah says, what does it mean? Shinaheg lahem kavod. You have to be. You have to have kavod. Now. The Ruach Haim has a different explanation. It's a very, uh, very, very novel explanation. And again, it shows how the words of Rachachamim uh, have the ability to change and uh, go different ways. So the word again was having mit'abek. I'm going to give you a word in the Torah that is a similar root. 
Vayit Avek, which we're saying means get your feet dirty. There's another, Avak. You ever heard of Avak Lashon Hara? Avak is dust. There's another Pasuk. In the Torah, there's the same Shoresh of Avak. And it, on the simple level, it doesn't mean Avak. Ve'ye Avek Ish Imo. Ad Alo Tashachar. Please raise your hand if you know what that Satan was said about. Ve'ye Avek Ish Imo Ad Alo Tashachar. Sam Sutton's the first one that raises his hand virtually. We count that first. Yes, Sam. Uh, Yaakov, when he fought with the angel. Good. He fought with the angel. Good. Stash, what does Ve'yavek mean? Wrestle. Wrestle. Excellent. The word Ve'yavek means wrestle. Aslan, what does Ve'yavek You have anything else to say, Aslan? No. What Sam said is, I heard what Sam said. Good. So Ve'yavek means to wrestle. So he wrestled with him. Ve'yavek, he wrestled with him. Now, why is the word... It's strange. The word avak means dust, and the word vayavek means wrestle. How do they have the same word? So Rashi says, because when you wrestle, you cause the dust on the ground to go up. Look at the beauty of the Hebrew language. Vayavek means you struggled in a way that you caused dust to come up. That's why the word avak and vayavek, which are two totally different words, have the same shodesh. Good. Now comes on a final and says, no, vayavek doesn't mean get dirty. Vayavek means wrestle with them. Have a rabbi in your house and wrestle with him. Oi, oi. I've had that before. I've, um, I've done, have a lot, I've had a lot, I didn't have to go into the house. I was at the, uh, at the breakfast table, they're wrestling with me. It'll be arm wrestle, just arm yeah. wrestling. Arm wrestling. So what does it mean, wrestle with the rabbi? Having mitavek, wrestle with the rabbi with dirt. What does that mean? She so says like this. If you have a rabbi in your house, Moses, are you listening? Yes. Moses. Yeah. Yes, yes. You wrote this Mishnah. It means if a rabbi says something, you don't like it, start wrestling with him. Uh -huh. don't let him get away with it. Mitavek, say, no, I don't agree. That's wrong. Go, go at it. Go for it. But ba'afar, with humility. Uh -huh. So you have full rights to wrestle. You should wrestle. Don't just take face value. The rabbi said, bow your head. You don't understand? You have to say you don't understand it. But with respect. Have a mitavek, wrestle respectfully. And I was like, drink responsibly? I have a new T-shirt for you, Moses. Wrestle respectively. <laughs> nice. Wrestle yeah. respectively. That's the ingenious novel shot of the rabbi called the Nefesh HaChaim. Nefesh HaChaim was written by Rabbi Chaim Velazhin, prize student of, of, of the, of the Gona Vilna. And he says, I'll show it to you inside. He uses very strong words about this concept that if you hear something from a rabbi and it doesn't sit well with you, you're not allowed to just say, okay, the rabbi said it, the, the rabbi said it. No, this, our religion's not an emunah religion when it comes to learning. You can't say, the rabbi said the Tosfot, I believe. Uh, why didn't Tosfot do that? Rashi said something. Tosfot should have said, okay, Rashi said it, that's it. Tosfot didn't say Rashi said it, that's it. He said, I got to understand this. Of course, respectfully, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep fighting until I understand what he said. <laughs> our religion is not a emunah religion. I can't say, anima amin bemunah shleima, that Rashi's right. It doesn't work that way. If you don't understand it, you got, of course, at the end of the day, you might give in and say, look, you, you're, you're limited. Like we said yesterday, you, the, the Rashim might be a, 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 a genius and you're a fly. But when you're learning, based on your abilities, you have a responsibility to say, I want to understand. Actually, I want to understand. I'm going to, I'm going to fight it out. It means rabbis fought things out. They didn't just uh, sit back and say, okay. They fought. 
Dohai by Shan Lamed. Yeah. So let me just find this. Where is this? Um, I'm going to find the Lashon here. Hold on, hold on. I just want to find the Lashon here. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Right. He says students are called warriors. Learning is called fighting. It's called It's a war. That's not a library. It's a war. You're going to your Beit Midrash. They're screaming at each other. And it says, and this is the words. This is the words. Va'asur lo letalmid lekabel divrei rabo k'shiyesh lo kushot alehem. You can't just say, uh, the rabbi said it, it's okay. If I have questions, I don't understand it. It's asur, he's saying. Learning is learning. You don't understand it. You got to keep asking questions. And he says, like I said before, v'amitabek is milashon v'yavek ish imo. It's a wrestling match. But the condition is, it has to be ba'afar. It has to be with humility. Don't talk with arrogance and haughtiness. No, I don't understand. I don't understand. But I have a right to fight until I understand in Devrei Torah. That's what it means. Beautiful. Any questions on that? Okay. So Ike Mandelau is adding, adding that you can also say when you have rabbis over your, your home, you not only get the big divrei Torah, you can also get the small details like, like dust you might not get outside. You pick up the afar, it means the little, the little details, the little dust that happens also gives you lessons. Very nice. Um, yes, Mr. Beracha, unmute you. Unmute. So yes. could we consider the office and the house the same thing? As far as, oh, yeah. But not really, because he's, nah. not, he's not bringing it to the house. We want your wife to have it. We want your wife to have it. We want the kids to have it. In the office, it's nice for you. We want the whole mishpacha to get it. Uh, Aslan, you agree? 100%. There's no food in the office anyway. He brings some food. Maybe no, I mean, not in your office. They bring some food. <laughs> the house is better. Okay. Morris Dweck, anything to say? You've been very quiet. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. I need a little wrestling, Morris. A little wrestling? So yeah. go back to the first part with the two rabbis. Yeah. That's also the reason to have two rabbis. To have them go back and forth with each other, make sure, all right, that they learn together and they're learning from each other and move, passing it along. Very nice. That's the concept of having a chavruta. You got to right. slug it out. There's a great, great video. Oh, boy. Two rabbis, a Shmuel Beerman of Boxed having, you ever saw that one? A Shmuel Beerman of Boxed fighting it out over, over, over a Svara. They met each other at a wedding. They were fighting each other out. Send it. We want to see it. Um, it's an unbelievable story. These two rabbis, they learned in the Mir Yeshiva. They hadn't seen each other in years. And they had an argument back in, back in Yeshiva about a certain topic. And they met at the wedding and they start talking about the topic. And, they, and one guy, rabbi, says this, the other one says that, and they're almost like throwing plates at each other by, by the end of the discussion. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Let me see if it shows up over here. Give me 30 seconds. It's worth it. You sent it to us once, Rabbi. I once sent it to you. If you oh, here. Shmuel Birnbaum, Arlen Lave Box on YouTube. So the problem is that probably my computer can't open it. No, it's blocked. I can't open YouTube. So if you, if you search, Morris, if you search the words, I don't know if you could show it to us. Rav Shmuel Birnbaum, author of Lave Boxed, YouTube. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll take a snip of it. And then anyone that has YouTube can watch it. It's, 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 it's hilarious. It's hilarious. How about we didn't finish the Mishnah? You're right. I just want to get this in here. I found that it's a two-minute clip. Yeah. Could you show it? Is there a way that you could show it here? Try to share. Try to do share. It says only host can share. Only host can share. Yeah, send it yeah, to the rabbi. Setting. It, it's, it's YouTube or it's a regular file? YouTube. Mm. Okay. Morris, you have a question? One second. Morris, uh, you have a question? Yeah, well, the whole game of is based upon this. Rabbi, just put it in Going the chat. Going back and forth, not taking anything from face value. You just put it in the chat. Oh, but it's YouTube, so again, my thing can't open it. You saw it already. I know. I have a block, so you put it in the chat. It's not going to help me. You got to put the actual file there. You know what, Morris? I'll give you a little trick. Morris Sutton? Yeah. It's now we have three minutes to go. Let me figure out. You go to y, um, YTMP3, something like that. YT, YouTube MP3. And it's the thing that you, it's able to transfer from YouTube to MP3 and create a uh, file. Anyway, That's Morris, right. you, have, you have a question, Morris Dweck? No, I just said the whole game of that is based on the fact of back right. and forth. Right. Okay, let's move. David Shabbat's right. We're not finishing the Mishnah. We have to finish the Mishnah. Okay, so the last thing that we said, the last thing that we said was, um, the last part of the Mishnah is going to be, hold on. The last part of the Mishnah is, Vavishote bitsama et divrahim. Drink their waters in thirst. Why do you say drink their wars and thirsts? Rabbi Yonah says that if somebody is saveya mi divrei Torah, he feels like I'm full already, I got enough divrei Torah, and he has no interest, you can give him a jewel. You could give him the most dear thing. doesn't mean anything to him because he's, he has no interest in it. But someone that's starving for divrei Torah, even if you give him something without anything, he'll take a, a bland divrei Torah and he'll be excited about it. Why? That means you have to have a, a, a desire for Torah such that the smallest thing means something to you. You're drinking out of thirst. Someone drinks out of thirst. He doesn't start picking, you know, yeah, the rabbi was this, the rabbi was that. You, you, haven't, you haven't drank water in, in two hours after a desert hike and they give you some water. You don't say, no, I only use Poland Springs. <laughs> you'll, you'll drink tap water. You, you're thirsty. You're supposed to have a thirst for divrei Torah that regardless of how uh, seemingly tantalizing is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have meaning for you. Okay. Anyone has anything to say before we stop our recording? Okay. And tomorrow, we're going to go on tomorrow.